Hello, my name is Tapio Maseba, and this is the Commercial Awareness Podcast. First, some headlines. In a story exclusive to the Wall Street Journal, Amazon have been found to have altered their search algorithm to boost their own products, a move that is likely to result in an antitrust investigation. Evershed Sutherland has announced new targets to improve BAME representation across its UK partnership, with the firm's current figures among the worst in the UK's top 12. Google plans to invest 3 billion euros over the next two years in Europe to expand its data centers across the continent. Thomas Cook is on the brink of administration this weekend unless it finds 200 million pounds in extra funds. British Airways pilots have called off a strike scheduled on the 27th of September in a, quote, genuine attempt at establishing a timeout for common sense to prevail, end quote. And finally, in a follow-up from episode 20, HKEX's bid for the London Stock Exchange has been rejected. To read more about any of these stories, links as always are in the description of this episode. Now, the longer reads. The first is about big tech's image problem and how it is affecting their recruitment for new and experienced talent alike. This is an op-ed on the Financial Times written by Lucy Green, and she details that big tech firms are not only losing their allure in the public eye, but for their current and potential employees. It details Facebook's graduate recruitment struggling after the Cambridge Analytica scandal, and beyond the scandals of other companies such as Google, highlights how young people generally want better work-life balance, purpose in their work, and working for companies that align with their values. In part, it's also to do with the amount of smaller tech companies that offer more interesting and relevant work for new talent. Future employees now have other options than to be cogs in massive machines. I won't say more about the op-ed so you can read it in full if you would like, but this is an intriguing article. Not a topic that will get you that TC, I'll say that now. From my experience, not too many firms care about holistic issues, especially in an interview scenario. However, the reason why I find this topic intriguing is because the image issues big tech companies are facing, at least in part, have a direct and causal link with the legal advice they've likely been given. Forced arbitration, for example, was a topic we spoke about all the way back in episode 3. Forced arbitration made perfect sense from an employment law perspective from the view of the company. If you missed that episode, forced arbitration was a previous requirement by most tech companies, and namely Google in that episode, in the wake of any sexual harassment complaint, for an employee's only recourse for dispute resolution to be arbitration on the terms of the company. It's cheaper and private in terms of reputation, as any details and outcomes of the arbitration would be kept quiet with non-disclosure agreements on the part of the victims. However, it becomes a problem when your employees begin to plan walkouts as a result of them, and when consumers begin to think twice about their support of your product because of it. Ultimately, again, I wouldn't recommend mentioning this topic in an interview as, to be frank, most firms care more about black-letter bottom-line stories in those situations. But it is definitely something to have in mind once you are in that role, advising a client about the potential pitfalls of some clauses in employee agreements that at least on paper seem perfectly practical to have. Also, hopefully a story like this makes you think about whether you've noticed law firms change their cultures to become more attractive to young lawyers, and if not, whether you can imagine a scenario in which that happens. As more non-traditional legal roles emerge, it may result in an image shift about big law as well, but that is for us to witness as it unfolds. Credit once again for this story goes to Lucy Green.
Now, in acquisition news, the Competition and Markets Authority has highlighted concerns over JD's £90 million bid for its smaller rival, Foot Asylum. The CMA has, in similar fashion to the Sainsbury's-Asda merger, cited concerns of, quote, substantial lessening of competition, end quote, and potentially higher prices for consumers. As JD is already a large body in sports fashion in the UK, a senior director of the CMA has said that, quote, any deal that results in it buying up one of its closest competitors could clearly give cause for concern, end quote. The CMA has given JD time to address these concerns or face a more in-depth investigation. Not much else needs to be said about this article specifically, but the CMA is obviously doing what it can to make sure that it can facilitate competition within the UK. However, it cannot be ignored that this interventionist approach that the CMA has taken towards potential mergers and acquisitions within the UK is not helped by Brexit. In fear of rising prices anyway, it is not unimaginable that the CMA is doing what it can to make sure that consumers are not at more risk. Furthermore, I believe that some attention should be given towards this acquisition specifically, as JD is one of the few companies reporting profits in the high street as reported in episode 20, meaning that this is probably a move planned by them to bolster and consolidate that presence. This therefore presents a balance that must be found. Obviously needing to worry about what is best for the consumer in the long run for competition, but that may be in vain if, and this is a big if, companies unable to consolidate then go into administration, causing larger problems for the market. Ultimately, with a topic like this, I would love to hear your opinion. Whether you think the CMA is being fair or interventionist, and on the other hand, whether we should care more about saving the high street or protecting the consumer in general, or whether we cannot look at either independent of the other. Credit for this story goes to Julia Kolewe. And finally, five NHS trusts have signed partnerships with Google. In a development that follows on quite well with the Why Data Matters bonus episode, Five National Health Service Trusts have signed partnerships with Google to process sensitive patient records, which is the first deal of its kind. These trusts are Moorfields Eye Hospital, University College London, the Royal Free, Imperial College, and Taunton and Somerset Trusts. Now, this is because these trusts previously had partnerships with a London-based AI company called DeepMind to process sensitive patient data to develop an app called Streams which would alert doctors and nurses when patients are at risk of acute kidney injury. In November 2018, DeepMind became wholly absorbed by Google Health, and recently, hence this being news, is DeepMind formally transferred control to its parent company. The medical data said to be shared with Google is sensitive data such as, quote, medical history, diagnoses, treatment dates, and ethnic origin, end quote. This is an odd development, especially considering that two years ago, the Information Commissioner's Office already ruled that the transferring of 1.6 million identifiable patient records by one of the trusts to DeepMind was unlawful. Google have also dissolved an independent review panel of data governance experts that had been appointed by DeepMind for the sake of oversight of the use of that data. This means that for the first time, an American tech company now possesses the sensitive data of at least 1.6 million British patients, and how they process this data will be done behind closed doors with no independent oversight. I am not going to predict what will be done with this data, but, like the bonus episode had mentioned, past misuse of patient data occurred when Bounty, 
a goodie bag company for pregnant women, was using said data and selling it to 39 different credit reference and marketing agencies and was fined for doing so. It is also an odd step to make considering pressing calls for more tech regulation and even calls for big tech breakup, and developments like this make us even more reliant on them. I think it also, like many things, presents a potential angle to talk about Brexit. Though the HKEX bid was rejected, when I spoke about that story, it was indicative of an open-season environment some economists are seeing about the UK amid Brexit uncertainty. We now see a situation in which valuable British data has essentially been acquired by another country as a result of the open-season environment. Hypotheticals of what they'll do with it aside, this is a concerning precedent to say the least. If the selling of data has now become a revenue-making tool for the NHS, one wonders just how valuable that data is and why. Credit for this story goes to Madmita Mergia. This has been the Commercial Awareness Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to share, rate if you can, and follow and subscribe. The bonus episode will be available exclusively on Bandcamp for another week if you would like to support the podcast in that way. And next Friday, I'll make it available on other platforms, possibly ad-supported. However, any updates will be on the podcast Instagram page, which is at ComAwarePod, which is C-O-M-M-A-W-A-R-E-P-O-D. Again, thank you for listening, and you'll hear from me next Friday.